You're listening to The Byliners, presented by The Gateway. Hello, hello, hello. It's the week of December 21st, 2020, and you're listening to The Byliners, presented by The Gateway. Um, I'm your host, Tom DeKezzi, The Gateway's arts and culture editor. Uh, Today, I'm actually going to be flying solo for the intro, uh, because as you may have noticed from the episode title, this week's episode is a special holiday edition. So if you've been keeping a close watch on the podcast feed, you'll notice that we didn't actually make any episodes these last two weeks. Uh, That's not because we've given up on the byliners or anything like that. Um, But as student journalists, there are times where the student side of things needs to take priority and uh, exams are definitely one of those times. Uh, We fully intend to be back up and running in 2021. And we also have some really exciting things planned for the podcast in the new year. So uh, definitely keep an eye on the feed and also the Gateway's Instagram page. Um, But, you know, now that I've caught up everybody on where the podcast has been and where we plan to take it in the new year, I should probably also explain what makes this holiday episode so special. Um, So since podcast recording is on pause over the winter break, I thought that it would be cool to open up the vault this week and next week. Um, I won't spoil what we have planned for next week's episode, but uh, today I thought it would be great to go back into the archives to a time before the byliners. So before there was the byliners, there was just an idea for the gateway to start a weekly podcast. Um, As I've mentioned several times on the podcast, the influence of podcasting over the last few years has been undeniable. Uh, It's just an easier way to digest and communicate information. So it's always felt natural for the gateway to move into that space. Um, But in the early days, the first iteration of the byliners actually went by the name of uh, of the Gateway's Propaganda Hour. Uh, The name was a tongue-in-cheek reference to what some members of the U of A's Reddit community um, would call the Gateway's radical leftist agenda. Um, There were even plans for the theme song to be a trap remix of the Soviet national anthem. Um, But as you can see, we obviously decided to take things uh, in a different direction with the byliners. Um, I can't say, though, that I never wonder about what could have been. Um, But if you've actually listened to the show trailer, you've already heard a little bit of the Gateway's Propaganda Hour. Uh, The clips from the trailer are taken from a recording we made during our pre-Byliners era, um, you know, just to get everyone accustomed to the idea of podcasting. Um, And back then, the working title of the show was still uh, the Gateway's Propaganda Hour. So today, we're actually going to let that episode see the light of day. Um, just for a bit of context, this episode was recorded on September 22nd, right after the death of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and at a time when Kanye West was still running for president of the United States. Um, this was also the first recording that we'd all ever done together, so we were still figuring things out, uh, you know, just how to podcast, um, how to fill in for each other, how to get rid of dead air time. Um, and also, you know, my editing skills were a little rougher than they are now, not to say they're not still rough. Um, but either way, I was actually personally really happy with the way the episode turned out. Um, and I think that, that you'll all enjoy it too. Um, so, you know, without further ado for this week's, uh, edition of our, of our holiday episodes, I would like to present to you what could have been, uh, the Gateway's Propaganda Hour. And we're live. All right. Welcome to the Gateway's Propaganda Hour. This is the latest podcast from the gateway um i guess i'm i guess i'm the host i'm one of the hosts uh i'm tom the arts and culture editor at the gateway and who am i here with let's start with uh pia you want to say who you are what you're about maybe even like your star sign 
My name is Pia. I'm the online editor for The Gateway for uh, the 2020 to 2021 year. Uh, my star sign is Cancer, but I don't think anyone could ever guess that because I don't come across as super sensitive. Okay. I think Kaja just reacted like visually to me saying I was a Cancer. <laughs> See, I don't know anything about star signs. Like, I'm not even sure what mine is. I'm born in October. Do you, does anyone know what star sign that is? What, what, what day on October, though? 16th. I think I'm like a, a Libra. Libra or something? Or? You're a Libra. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know what that means, though. Yeah. I'll, I just hear about Scorpios <laughs> and Geminis all the time. Okay, but we should probably I talk about who the other two voices are. <laughs> Mitchell, before you hop in with your hot takes on star signs, do you want to say who you are? Sure. I was, I was just going to say Libras are the dramatic ones, apparently, is all I hear. Are we? So, um, no. it's, okay. It's good to know. Um, but yeah, my name is Mitchell. I'm the opinion editor for the 2020-21 school year. And I'm an Aquarius, which I have zero clue what it means. It's a, it's a water sign. I I, I go with the flow. I yeah. <laughs> I have, I have no clue what an Aquarius does. But I'm I am so one. much. So the signs also have elements. Yeah, yeah. dog. Like wow, there's so many layers to this. You're a you're an air sign. Yeah. Am I an airbender? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and I guess there at the last laugh, do you want to say who that who you are? Hi, my name is Kadra, and I'm the 2021 news editor at the Gateway, and I'm a Pisces. Ooh, which, we got some water signs. Yeah, apparently we're very emotional, which checks out. Very woe is me, which kind of also checks out. So. <laughs> I feel as though almost isn't everyone emotional because I always hear Gemini's talk about how emotional they are and Scorpions talk about how emotional they are. Gemini's are two faced, and I oh, know that okay. for a fact. That's like Ooh. their big defining character. Yeah, I feel as there's a story there, Kadra. <laughs> and, anyone... and it connects to the Kanye story, so just wait. <laughs> Yo, don't get Yo, away. I dated a Gemini. I dated two Gemini's. It was the same person. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Yo, Pia, that joke was almost too high level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a good one, Pia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for anyone, for anyone who obviously you can't see us, this is an audio medium, but Kadra is actually in a closet just because she's that committed to the cause. Sorry, was I, was I not supposed to give that away? Or... No, it's fine. I love okay. my closet, yeah. you know? I'm just okay. I'm just glad that I'm taking it more serious than everybody else. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Catch a shame. Fighting words. <laughs> just kidding. So is Tom with his actual like mic setup. Tom has a whole like professional mic setup. Yeah, going man. On. I don't play. Yeah, I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this is the Gateway's Propaganda Hour, the latest podcast from the Gateway, which is the student run magazine at the U of A. Um, so if you're not familiar with the Gateway, uh, the best way to describe it is kind of journalism for students by students. So we run a website, gtwy.ca, um, it's gateway.ca, where we publish stories, um, go up every day. And also we publish a monthly magazine full of um, longer features, uh, horoscopes, animations. It's kind of the best thing we do, in my opinion. Um, but we also thought it'd be kind of good to move into the audio space um, with a podcast. Pia, I think you're a little bit more of a gateway historian than I am. The gateway, we've done podcasts before, right? Like we have the radio show with CJSR, but. Yeah, so the gateway has a history of podcasting mm. uh, from the Watchmen, which analyzed shows and movies to uh, older segments that I cannot remember the 
names of right now because it's the Lord's Day. It's a Sunday and my brain ain't supposed to be working. But yes, we have a history of podcasting. It died for a couple years, but I think we're trying to bring it back and uh, and revive it. Ooh, resurrections on the Lord's Day. Very appropriate. Yes. Um. <laughs> it didn't take three days, though. It took like three years. <laughs> yeah, it is risen, though. <laughs> yeah, yes. so... <laughs> We just thought, obviously, like the benefit of a podcast is like audio is it's a lot more accessible. You know, reading is great. We all love reading. We all love writing. Um, we're all, I guess, writers here. But, you know, the benefits of podcasts, is, you know, you can do it while you're washing your dishes, while you're walking around. And um, and also it's fun. You know, it's, it's really nice to listen to like an inf- informal off the cuff conversation between people. And we thought it'd be really great to, to kind of introduce that to the gateway, let people get to know us more as people. Um, rather than just, you know, names on a byline and, and also just kind of get our own take on things, commentary. And, you know, the show, we're obviously, it's, it's in its infancy stage. And, you know, as things grow, it'd be great to get, have things like listener questions, interact more with, interact more with the audience um, and just kind of get you guys involved in it too. So here we are, we're at the beginning of, of the process of the podcast um, genesis, I guess. Um, where it goes from here, who knows? Uh, hopefully it's a good place. But uh, yeah, this is our first episode of the Gateway's Propaganda Hour. Just to kind of give you a quick rundown of how the show is going to break down. Every week, we're going to kind of start just catching up with each other, seeing what's going on in everyone's life, um, letting you guys know what's going on in our lives. Uh, And then after that, the idea is just to hop into headlines. So this is going to be, you know, things that we see going on in pop culture, be it uh, campus news, local news, national news, international news, just the things we think are worth talking about kind of break those down a little bit and then the plan is to end every episode or not you know what promise small and then over deliver the, <laughs> the promise is to end um some of the episodes with the segment um be it talking about things like su politics um kind of going through the gateway archives just something you know which you can take with you um after the podcast uh and you know just 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 so it's clear I know it should be obvious, but, you know, we're learning this too as we do it. So ideally, I, we talked about it before. This is going to be our worst episode. And next week is going to be our second worst episode. And the week after that, ideally, will be our third worst episode. But the idea is just to always get better, um, to always be here, you know, regularly, consistently on Mondays. And uh, hopefully you guys come along with us for that ride. So um, I think we kind of went through our star signs, got to know everybody. But I guess a really good question is, you know, what's up with everyone? I know obviously it's quarantine. We're all stuck at home. The second week of classes. Are we holding So I, I have something to share uh, for mm-hmm. the pa- from the past 24 hours. So listeners, my hair was so long up until this morning. Uh, my partner cut 14 inches off of my hair. So that is two inches more than the length of the ruler. And it was straight and black. And now it is wavy and kind of... In honor of Shrek Fest 2020, which was yesterday, it is now a wonderful uh, green. Hi- there are green highlights running through my hair, so my head feels literally five pounds lighter. For those of y'all with long hair, guys, gals, non-binary pals, if you have long hair <laughs> and you have you're having headaches, I think I might actually have a solution for you. Get a haircut. I promise you, it works. <laughs> Get a haircut. You see that pro yes. tip for All if, if you're suffering from life's troubles and ails, get a haircut. <laughs> it's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> and it, it looks really good, though. Like, like obviously you can't see it, but it looks very good. It's not just like 
what it's just not green right it's not just green green is there a word for that is it green highlights green yeah it highlights is the word you're looking for yeah Yeah. i know nothing about if anyone sees me i'm some people consider me bald we talked about that before (laughs) um i don't consider myself bald this is actually called um uh, a number two which means i have very short hair but it's lined up and there's a fade um it's actually well right now it's not cut but like i don't know much about hair but i do have hair um in case anyone's wondering It's kind of a reference to an earlier conversation I had with some people on this podcast. Listen, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> my my B, my B. Right. Um, Kadra, uh, how are you doing now that I've shared a little bit about my hair? Let's talk to someone who has a fun blue hair. Yeah, I'm I'm good. All my white shirts are blue right now. <laughs> That's the downside of having like fun colored hair. It's like whenever I wear something white, I have a white couch. It's all blue now. White countertops, my bathtub, everything is blue. But I love it. I love blue, so it works for me. <laughs> okay, Halsey, pop off. <laughs> no, I'm not Halsey. I can't speak in cursive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I that's the it's thing. like hmm? yeah yeah what are you doing i was gonna try and do it but i don't know if i can <laughs> like hello how are you doing <laughs> <laughs> my name is Kara. <laughs> you, you sound like the tiktok you sound like the tiktok song that's like shorty's a little baddie she's my little boo but mm, kind of like that <laughs> i can't do it i'm sorry I feel so like speaking in cursive is just a general term for being hard to understand. Like I saw someone to describe. Uh, have you seen that new um, Netflix movie with Robert Pattinson and uh, Tom Holland? I don't know what it's called. No, no. I don't know. Okay, is yeah. it the lighthouse? No, it's something oh, about like. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about like this small like town in the southern U.S. I don't know, some murder mystery. But Robert Pattinson, he has literally the most ridiculous southern accent you've ever heard. Um, but yeah, Man. people were saying he was speaking cursive, and it, it hit me. Um, oh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Mitchell, what's up? This is obsessed with him. This is obsessed with Robert Pattinson. That's like a a, a, a low bar to, to set for yourself. I feel like no, no shade to Robert Pattinson. I I feel like it's Pattinson. He's so he's so Mitchell cares so little about Robert Pattinson. He calls him Robert <laughs> Pattinson. Anyway, <laughs> pop off Mitchell. What's what's going on with Mr. you? Patterson. Uh, honestly, nothing. Uh, my car died. <laughs> and my car battery died for the oh, first time yesterday. So something did happen. Oh my! It was yeah. I I am um, a twenty one year old man who has no idea what a car is, but I drive one, so I didn't know what to do. You're not alone. But yeah, yeah. this is true. This is true. Um, uh, but yeah, I have no idea. I had no idea how to fix that, so I was a scurry second. It, it eventually just started, like, when I tried it for, like, the 10th time over, like, 40 minutes. <laughs> um, after I had called someone to come jump me, so it was it was an experience. It was, yeah, it was right. a time, if you will. Where were you? Yeah. In the middle of nowhere, too. It wasn't, it wasn't like, a great, great look. I like going out in the back roads a lot. I like hanging out <laughs> back <laughs> Okay, Sam Hunt, body like a back road. <laughs> oh my god. One day I was hanging out with Mitchell and he's like, Kadra, let's go on a drive. And it's like, maybe like, what was it, like 11 o'clock at night? And he's like, I'm going to take you to the back roads. And we're so, we're driving like 
and the background is the same. There's no lights, and he's like telling me about all these like dead bodies that have been found. And I was like, Mitchell, are you about to kill me right now? Because <laughs> I, as a black person in Alberta, have a big fear of rural roads at nighttime. Oh my goodness! With, with people I, telling me about murders. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, Mitchell, is this it? Like. <laughs> You know, it, it it happens. Um, I I also was out that late when that happened. I was like, it was like roughly eleven o'clock, and I was like, what do I do? But yeah, I I love the back roads. I have a a lot of back road stories. Um, would recommend would recommend checking out the backwards Sherwood Park, guys. Just don't let your car battery die as I did. Yeah, um, I love I love uh, taking I love going to those like abandoned townships. Like just like ghost towns in Alberta are super fun to like to uh to explore i get that all right yeah, last yeah. but not least the man of the gateway propaganda oh, hour oh, or at I least one even, of them I never, <laughs> I never even talked about that yeah yeah so, yeah right, what, what uh, how my week's going um it's been pretty chill like over the last couple of days i've realized that asynchronous learning actually you know means still means learning like when i first heard it like oh we're gonna do a lecture once a week i was like oh this is you mean this is gonna be easy this is gonna be the, <laughs> the easiest semester of my life i can just sit at home and sleep all day but um yeah on friday i was freaking out because i had a lot of things due at midnight that i hadn't really started i was like oh this is actually hard this is difficult um yeah how are you guys finding asynchronous learning is it i hate it to be yeah. honest i also think that like I, and there's actually, we have an opinion um, contributor writing about this this next upcoming week um, that I, I, like, I've heard a lot of people talk about how they find online learning to be more work. Um, and that's yeah. personally been my experience so far, to be honest. And like the fact that, like, even profs kind of feel like they have more time to do stuff now. I had a prof upload a whole extra lecture over this weekend because they were like, we didn't get to it in course. So here's an extra hour of class. Um <laughs> And then for another course, we have one where, like, they upload a lecture over the weekend. We have a three-hour discussion on Mondays, and we also have to do e-class participation throughout the week to get our participation marks. So it just feels like feels like a lot, I have to be honest. I'm going to come out again <laughs> and say, honestly, <laughs> I think... <laughs> and say that I think that asynchronous learning works for me. I'm going to come out as a chronic class skipper. Um, I'm a little bit older uh well not that much older than other people at uni i'm in my sixth year but i honestly just don't like going to some classes anymore because i don't feel as though being around my peers necessarily helps me learn the content better and also group work at some point in your university career just feels like the most it feels like the bane of your existence so yeah. I like to operate on my own schedule. You know, I built my own computer. I have the two, the dual screen monitors set up. I get to work at my own pace for work and school. I love being able to just stand up, roll out of bed, make myself a coffee and go to class in like 20 minutes if I really need to. Um, so it's interesting. I have ADHD too. So it's almost like I'm, there's less of a chance that I'll get overstimulated um, by things happening in my environment when I'm in class than if I just do it at my own pace at home. So I don't know. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of vibe with it, honestly. As a chronic class skipper, have you found you've been, have you been skipping classes now it's online? Cause it's weird that even though there's zero commute, I'm late to more classes now than ever before. <laughs> Cause it'll be like the class starts at 9am and I'm lying in bed at 858. I'm like, oh, I got time and <laughs> I just keep sleeping. And then I'm, I'm late to so many classes now. So the thing is, uh, for my for my classes, 
the lectures are videos and the discussions are like they're semi-optional but if you go to them you get participation marks i found that now that i have the chance to watch the lectures in my own time i have been going to the optional discussion lectures too uh and and on time i don't know i just feel like i'm showing up more often and it's kind of nice that only like 10 kids show up sometimes like mm. uh so the the groups you kind of get to like meet people i will caveat that it's like literally the 20th of september and maybe my opinion will change but as for right now uh i'm showing up more than i did um when things were synchronous and in in person so maybe i'm just strange i don't know p is thriving mm -hmm. he's thriving online how's everybody else finding online learning i hate it I feel like there's always something that I'm missing. I don't know. Like I lay at nighttime and I'm like, am I missing something? Did I forget to do something? Because, you know, like, it's just like you don't go to class. You don't get those reminders, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, deadlines feel... Sorry, go saying, ahead. Yeah, I was just saying deadlines feel very fluid right now. Yes. But I'm like, I'm like Utah, like I have like a quiz, something due on like Tuesday and I haven't even like started. I got like chapters of textbooks to go through and I'm like, uh, <laughs> but we, we will survive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This semester might be a write-off, but um, <laughs> we're going to have to see. GPA who? <laughs> Where? It's like a GPA. What? GPA? I graduated last year mentally. I don't need a good GPA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think honestly. I graduated like when I was 12 or something, mentally. <laughs> it's just been downhill from there. Everything else has just been like a fever dream. Absolutely. All right, so um, that's just, a, I guess, kind of a quick little update on, uh, you know, what's going on everybody in all of our lives. Um, I imagine, you know, if you're a student at U of A, you might be feeling similar things um, moving online. But uh, yeah, that's just uh, the end of us catching up. And now we're gonna move into headlines. All right, everybody. So now we're going to go into headlines, just kind of talking about, you know, the big headlines for the week, current events, um, things you might be interested in. Uh, and a thing I think a lot of people are interested in is over the weekend. I think it was, was it on Friday or Saturday? Um, uh, Friday, yeah. Yeah, Friday evening. Um, sad news came out of the U.S. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, she passed away. I believe she'd been having um, some complications from cancer. Um, yeah, I think it was a complication from metastatic pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Tough one. Yeah. This is, uh, if you don't know about it, actually, Mitchell, do you want to fill us in on maybe who Ruth Bader Ginsburg was and you know, why this is such a big deal for a lot of people? Definitely. Yeah, Ruth. Uh, so Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a Supreme Court justice. She was appointed by Bill Clinton in the early 1990s. Um, but she's just super notable for her for her strong stance, especially when it comes to women's rights. Uh, she was really notable throughout her whole time on the court for writing um, really powerful um, dissensions when she was uh, kind of, she kind of became the leader of the liberal justices on that court um, while she was a part of it. So she was super notable for the dissent she wrote and she became kind of a pop culture icon. I, there's not very many other justices who had merchandise named after them, who had like, documentaries made about them so her death is a really big blow not only culturally but also politically because it leaves an open seat on the court only two months away from the american election um and that seat could potentially determine whether or not uh the court is more liberal or more conservative for another generation yeah does anyone know what the current breakdown is i'm trying to find it actually in terms of um liberal to conservative justices yeah, yeah. i don't think that 
Well, what matters now is there's a propensity for there to be a hard right conservative tilt to the Supreme Court for the first time in actual decades. It's been a really long time since that happened, um, but it'll be a, a majority. So that would be mm-hmm. six to four majority, right? Uh, it would like be five, five to four, yeah. Five to four, yeah. So right now it's, it's, there's three fairly conservative justices. Um, two of them were appointed by Trump. It's Neil Gorsuch and uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh, yeah. And, yeah, and then the other one is Clarence Thomas. And then there are four pretty solid liberals. And then there's one centrist whose name is escaping me right now, if I'm fully honest, but he is the chief justice. He, John Roberts? Yeah, John Roberts, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. so he's, he's conservative, but he tends to be a bit more centrist. So with one more conservative, it would basically guarantee that a lot of uh, conservative legislation could potentially go through the courts. Uh, they could overturn certain piece of legislation. Uh, the biggest one obviously being Roe v. Wade. So yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a really, um, it's a great time, obviously. Uh, it's, it's definitely been a hard weekend, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Can I ask a clarifying question? Definitely. As someone who, like, doesn't know a lot about American politics and how it works, like, once you're voted in to be a Supreme Court judge, like, do you just get to live there till you die? Like, well, okay, that, that's poor phrasing. Okay. No, it's, no, it's, it's a good question. It's a, it's a good question. Like, can you be removed? Like, or once you're there, you're there until the end? Like, no, you're yes. pretty much there for life. Yeah. Really? As if you're the Pope, which is crazy. It's like, I, I do not understand it. Um, but yeah, Michigan, okay, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna expose how like ignorant I am to how it works. But so when um Kavanaugh was signed in, how did he get his position? Did someone else die or Kavanaugh? There... Uh, yeah. With Kavanaugh, what happened with him was um Anthony Kennedy resigned. Yeah. So Anthony Kennedy oh, was okay. a longtime centrist. Like he was like always almost the flip vote, almost always on the court. And then he kind of resigned abruptly. It's not, like, not a lot of justices, at least, like, in modern times, like, have ended up resigning. Most of the time, they passed away. Um, so it was, it was very odd. But, yeah. Uh, you die or resign. Those are, those are your two ways out. Um, oh, my God. So, That's crazy. So to, to speak to how uh, Supreme Court justices are nominated and then selected, though, it is a vote through the Senate. And right now we have a Congress that is majority Democrat and a, and a Senate that is majority Republican. Last I remember. I'm seeing nods from folks, so yeah, I believe yeah. I'm correct. So yeah. essentially what people are presuming and what is likely to happen is that uh and actually mitch mcconnell confirmed that this morning is that the senate is going to or at least the republicans are going to try to put up a bunch of people to nominate to uh, fill that seat before the november election and it's almost certain that that person will go through given that the senate is a republican majority so and this is something that a lot of people grieved Obama before he he mm-hmm. uh, he left his uh, term. Oh yeah, the th- one thing we neglected to say is that uh, the president, because he has ultimate ex- or they have, well, he so far, <laughs> they have <laughs> ultimate uh, executive authority to remove anyone from any position in government. Only the president can remove um, a sitting Supreme Court justice. So he had the ability to actually remove RBG before she. Uh, unfortunately passed away and replaced her with a younger, more progressive um, person. And that's something that a lot of people wanted him to do, but he opted not to do. So that's another kind of like mechanism in place. 
Yeah, I remember that was also a major criticism. Was it was it criticism more of Obama or RBG? Um, the my answer to that, Tom, is yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will that's say that's a perfect answer. <laughs> I uh, I will I will I'll, I will credit RBG and for for being a real maverick for women's rights, especially reproductive rights, equality rights, um, at work and at school. But I think we would be it would be wrong to leave out the fact that she also voted against the favor of like a lot of like race-based uh issues she said that uh, kaepernick uh taking a knee was uh quote-unquote stupid she voted in favor of pipelines that went through indigenous land so rbg did a lot of good things but again she's also from a different time i just feel like that like that that conflict of like when people pass away and people are like you know there's often people who are like oh but they were like they did this and that like it reminds me of like when kobe passed away and yeah. people were really conflicted about whether we could celebrate him or not but like i mean most people have like both good things and bad things that they've done right mm-hmm. but like it doesn't take away from like celebrating what they've done for certain communities you know mm-hmm. just the thought and honestly for me like i I knew who Ruth Bader Ginsburg was. I thought she had probably the coolest nickname in all of politics, Notorious, <laughs> R- Notorious RBG, yeah. which, is, mm-hmm. which is a badass yeah. nickname. But I mean, until she died, I wasn't really clear on what she had done. Like if someone told me to list Ruth Bader Ginsburg's accomplishments, I probably wouldn't have been able to tell you. I just knew she was this liberal champion. Um, but mm, then, same. Yeah. After after she died, I was able to like look into it and see, oh, she did all, she did all these things. Uh, for women's equality. I think she worked with the ACLU like back in the day. Yeah, she launched the Women's Rights Project, the ACLU. Um, There's actually a really, really good documentary called The Notorious RBG about mm -hmm. RBG if you're interested in learning a little bit more about uh, her upbringing and legacy. want to really remind people that she went to law school while she had like I think three kids at the same time when she was at law school. She started at Harvard, went to Columbia, I think someone fact checked me on that, or I don't no, know. Right, right. Yeah, sure. yeah. I got my phone out. Don't worry, I got you back. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, we uh, here at the gateway, we we are, we actually care about facts. Just uh, just saying. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Top of the class. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just like also thinking about the fact that like when she went to law school, she like had such a like. She experienced so much blatant sexism when she was in law school. Like I, mm-hmm. um, I also need to get this fact checked. But I'm, it's it's in a movie about her, and I'm fairly certain this is it's it's definitely based off true events. So I believe this is what happened. Um, yeah. But um, when she got into uh, law school, she had like the dean of law or whoever was like the head of law, whatever their title was at the time, invited um, like the few female law students to come over and have dinner with him. Um, like have like like a, a meet people kind of thing which is chill and he asked them point blank why they deserve to be there when a man didn't um Oof. so like yeah basically why what? they took a man um and yeah and and then she also like has talked quite a bit about how much difficulty she had finding a job after she did graduate like top of her class like mm-hmm. so yeah she comes from a very and then like to do all that with three kids is just like like on a personal note incredible because i could not imagine that yeah yeah definitely made a strong stuff but i think i think p also touched on it but i think the circumstances around her death are also why it's making such big waves um 
you know, just because now the Republicans can install a judge who can be there for 20, 30 years um, if they want. I know I saw this really good, this really good tweet. Uh, it's by the com- comedian Caleb Person. He's like, love to live in the best country on earth where an old woman dying somehow means my future kids have to be Christians to attend public school. Because it is crazy. <laughs> it is like super crazy how just one person's death is can have such seismic um, repercussions for potentially, like I think Pia said, a generation. Um, I was freaking out about this. Like, whoa, I don't know what the rules are for Canada's Supreme Court. And I looked it up and I think for us, we have, um, I think you have to retire at 75 which makes a lot of sense. (laughs) The Senate? Like, my dream job, y'all, is to be a Canadian senator. (laughs) It turns out you can... What's the name of the lady who disappeared just straight up? The the senator nobody can find currently. It seems like all you do is be a person and you make, like, 200 grand a year for being a notable Canadian person. Um, That is something that I would love to do. Uh, to sit around and make 200 grand. I don't know about y'all, but... <laughs> wait, 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 okay. Would you rather a seat in the Senate or um, Governor General? Ooh. <laughs> Actually, that was, that was amazing. Um... I, I mean, the House, though. The House is pretty sick. Mm-hmm. And Julie Payette's kind of proving you can be kind of mean to people around you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Borderline, me and Mitch were talking about it earlier. I think she actually has two, like, a- assault charges from, like, 2011. You can be... Oh, border- my God. Yeah. Well, oh, Julie. Julie. Uh, <laughs> she's been to space and she's made other people see stars. Am I right? No. Yeah, bar, <laughs> you're bar, on a roll bar. today. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's the guys? haircut. My my brain is working. <laughs> no, first, at the, first at the guys, gals, and non-binary pals. <laughs> she's on fire today. That was awesome. But honestly. My favorite thing about the allegations against Julie, um, Julie Payette is that, like, one staffer, like, was talking on background to, I think it was the CBC, but it was, it was a prominent media outlet and was, like, she will just go around and randomly quiz people on space and, like, get angry at them if they're wrong, which, like, is just so, like, <laughs> amazing to me. Like, I think that's, like, the freaking funniest thing I've heard, just to be, like, do you know about space? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, I, I feel like that's really ridiculous. Um, yeah. And th- there's no winning. Like, there's no reason for anyone to be as knowledgeable about space as an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> but does Julie Payette know what this, what's, what zodiac signs are and what elements they're attached to? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I should quiz yeah. her. Anyway, <laughs> speaking um, of outbursts, I think this is a good oh, time to get into the second yeah. outburst of the day, right? Killer, killer transition. I was gonna go with speaking of unhinged characters, but I like, I like yes. the outburst too. <laughs> um, so, as is almost it seems like custom every three four months, um, Kanye left. <laughs> no, seriously, like, it's it, like church. <laughs> yeah, um, Kanye West has an outburst. Um, right now, he's in the middle of one. Um, it seems to be about uh, owning his masters. So I think Kanye is currently in a bit of a spat with UMG, um, which is his, I guess, the label he signed to about getting control of his masters. And he's he's losing his mind. Oh, well, actually, I guess maybe that's already happened. But um, there's a video of him uh, peeing on his Grammy. Um, if you want to check that out on Twitter, it's a good watch. Um, it's on late- Twitter? Yeah, it's like he posted on his Twitter. I don't know if he deleted it, but I, I definitely... You can post anything on Twitter. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, you really can. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's probably a conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, uh, he also posted 
um, the entirety of his contracts for like spanning 15 years. Um, it's pretty wild. It's like over, over a hundred screenshots of just all his contracts. Um, I heard talk that he might be getting sued because of that, just like breach of breach of privacy and things like that. Um, but pretty much Kanye, he's on a crusade right now to, I guess, give artists control of, of their music. He wants, he put out uh, like a list of terms, I think this morning of like, he wants artists to own the copyrights to their music. Um, uh, you know, for the contracts to be written in simple language, um, for there to be an 80, 20 split in terms of income favoring the artist, you know, kind of reasonable suggestions, but mm-hmm. coming from Kanye West, they're always going to be presented in a pretty unhinged way. <laughs> um, and then you mix that in with the fact that he was running for president a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. What are our thoughts on Kanye right now? I will say like something I think is really interesting is how Kanye's like, I, I, I've, I've been blessed to not see him peeing on his Grammy yet. I'm really blessed that my eyes have not seen that video. Missing out, Mitch. It's- <laughs> apparently. Uh, but uh, I will say like, I think there's a really interesting thing where like Kanye comes out and says like, he doesn't own his masters, like what a travesty it is. And it's like actually taken like decently seriously, even though he is being like, I, I think pretty self-evidently pretty ridiculous in the way he's going about it. Um, yeah. Whereas like Taylor Swift comes out and talks about not owning mm. her masters for a pretty reasonable thing. And people are like, Taylor Swift's just being crazy. And I, like, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan personally. Like, I like some of the stuff she does, but I, I do think there's actually a discrepancy where like what Kanye can get away with is just wild to me. Like Kanye can yeah. like tweet her a whole contract and people still take him like super seriously. I'm just like, he actually did like, mention how he wants to help Taylor Swift get her masters back too from Scooter Braun. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Although I think with Kanye, it's interesting because a lot of times he phrases it, he tries to frame things as like, I'm helping everyone when there's a very clear benefit for him. And you're like, this seems a little bit self serving, but well, okay, that's interesting. I think there's maybe an interesting conversation we had about like how we talk about, um, or how we cover people with mental illnesses. Cause I've, I've always thought about that. Cause Kanye, he's very clearly come out and said like, I have bipolar, uh, is it syndrome? Oh, I don't know what the actual term is. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That he's, he's come out and said that he's bipolar and sometimes he's not on his medication. And like some of this behavior obviously be indicative of someone who's bipolar and not on the medication, but I don't think we always take it seriously. And sometimes I wonder like if this might end kind of poorly, and we're all going to be kind of sitting there thinking like, yo, we were just laughing when this guy was going off the edge. Yeah, it's probably a darker angle. but Yeah, I think about how Kanye wrote New Slaves uh, from the album Yeezus, if mm-hmm. y'all remember that song. And he also released like Yeezys and shirts with holes in them for like thousands of dollars. The mm-hmm. man's really complex. I think ultimately um, there's like a weird double thing where Kanye brings mental illness to the forefront but also I know bipolar people uh and not everyone has the ability to be surrounded by yes men to be a billionaire to be able to do whatever really to recover from these sort of public stunts like um like if I were to tweet at Jason Kenny and pee on my degree or something (laughs) like like, I I don't think it it would happen (laughs) like what is this for uh, if uh yeah like I think never know till you try (laughs) pee I'm you know I'll keep that in mind when I get it (laughs) uh I just ultimately think that um Kanye needs help uh you know Kim's talked about Kim Kardashian has talked 
Kim Kardashian dash West has talked about this. Um, Incorporated. And I just hope that it's taken seriously at, at, at some point, but honestly, uh, Kanye is a musical genius. Uh, he's unparalleled yeah. in rap. Honestly, I can, I can hold that opinion and also know that I don't know if I agree with everything he's doing right now, I guess. Man's a genius for sure. Yeah. And it's almost like maybe that empowers him, you know, because like the fact that he's a billionaire and he's surrounded by yes men, he just thinks he can do all these crazy things. And he knows people always come back to the music. Because Kanye said a lot of things which really should have got him, you know, canceled forever. But oh yeah. Oh, the music is so good, people come back. Like slavery's a choice. Hanging out with Trump with the MAGA hats. But the music is just so good, people are willing to overlook it. Um, yeah. Well, that's the idea of like, can you separate the artist from the music mm, that people are always trying to go about online? Yeah. You know, because like, who else is a problematic like artist that I'm trying Chris to Brown. think? <laughs> oh yeah, Banks. Chris Brown's a big one. Azealia Banks. <laughs> yeah. Like they all still make okay music, but it's like sometimes I listen to Chris Brown and I'm like, mm, this don't feel right, you know. But Michael like Jackson, obviously, that's a big one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but then it's yeah. also a question of like, can we be ethical? I don't know. Is there ethical consumption? I don't know. So like do we do we feel as though you can separate artists from the art? Is that a thing? You know? I don't like I feel like you can't fully in certain contexts. Like I do think like I am someone who is a really big um or was a really big fan of Kanye's early music, like up until probably the life of Pablo. Mm-hmm. Um but I think I think like I, I think it's really hard to try and remove that context from someone. Like at the end of the day, like I think I think as Pia really elegantly put, like Kanye is going through a crisis, and I think it's hard to not see that play out in his music, which can make it like really um, intriguing and like uh, beautiful to listen to in some ways, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, I think you can't remove that context from from the artist. Like at least for me personally, I like struggle with that a lot though. So. Yeah, I think that. Oh, sorry. You go ahead. Go ahead, Pia. Okay, all I was gonna say is just like to echo what Mitch literally just said. Um, you can hear like Kanye's dick like struggles with dichotomy literally in his Uh music. When we think about like the transition in New Slaves, I brought up earlier, Uh down to um the way that he produces music and the way that he switches from sample to sample is literally super. It, it really reflects, I think, bipolar in some ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that I fully am. I'm not an artiste. I don't really know how to articulate it better than that. But um, for me, I think it depends on what this person has done. Because if you look at a painter, uh, a painting that Hitler did, I hate to bring up Hitler as an example <laughs> of a bad person. Always, always happens. But Hitler tried to go to art school, right, y'all? Uh, search it up. Google it. Hitler paintings. They're actually not that bad. But I can't consume his art without, like, you know, being extremely critical of the things that he did in the world. So I think it also depends on me on the severity of, I think, the thing that they perpetuate. I know that Kanye has said some extremely hurtful things, but he certainly wasn't as bad as some other people so i don't know yeah and i think a lot of times it's like with a lot of artists that the chaos and the genius like like you said with kanye it's coming from the same place so it's almost like if kanye was a, like a you know a quote-unquote stable person maybe he wouldn't have been able to make some of those classic albums that he made yeah because artists i think 
have the ability like visionaries as Kanye Uh likes to self-identify um think outside the box and they refuse to stay within the box and I think that that is absolutely consistent throughout Kanye's personal life as well as in his artistry man will not allow himself to be put in a box you know um I think that's how I'd put it Kadra I know that you had something to say on this as well right oh I was just thinking like like Pia was talking about how like he said hurtful things but comparing like Kanye to Hitler like (laughs) one is an opinion and one is actually like doing stuff that really like fucked up oh I shouldn't say that that really like messed up you know people's lives and so like Chris Brown yeah Yeah. like Chris Brown he actively like beat up he was he's a domestic abuser and like a rapist so it's like Mm -hmm. he's actively destructing people's lives but then again you think about like a platform where if you're preaching these sort of things they can be like turned into action by your followers right Mm -hmm. but i was just thinking of like you know like the whole chick-fil-a like you know or like mcdonald's like you could tell me that mcdonald's is like a trump supporter but like in the end you're probably still gonna go buy those fries right like i didn't even like mcdonald's is a support to trump no it's it's just it's just an example it's an example right you're breaking like it's very hard (laughs) i was just like it's an example but it could be true right like we don't know where they where they donate their money to um so like it's very hard to live like ethically in that way where like everyone that you consume and every music and everything is like it fits your ethics you know mm-hmm. just to clarify though we're not equating kanye with hitler we don't think he's got there yet um i don't know man it's hard to predict where kanye what kanye <sighs> um, um but i don't know well, I comes... yeah mitchell oh i was gonna say maybe he'll just come out again and say that um uh, another really famous activist, like just did nothing to free the slaves or something. Yeah, we'll we'll see. He he has he has a lot of things he could say. Yeah, Gandhi <laughs> didn't really free India. Uh-huh. <laughs> something like that. Uh, uh, that's not me saying that. It's just me uh, reenacting <laughs> Kanye would have said. Um, we should make a staff Kanye bingo board where we just take <laughs> him off as Sikham or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Regardless, he you needs help. <laughs> he Honestly, needs yeah. Help. That's, probably, that's probably the best <laughs> way to close it. Um, Kanye needs help. Um, you know. Wait, can I say something? Can I say yeah. something? Say yes. It. Say it, girl. Wait, Every Kanye stan that I have dated, oh, it all ends horribly. So, take how that many of Ooh. these are there, P- uh, Kadra? <laughs> None of your business. I'm okay, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can think of two cases where it okay. ended horribly, and it was their fault. Okay. Were they also oh. a Gemini? Were they also a Gemini? One of them was a Gemini. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm wondering. Last question: Do you blame Kanye at all for the way it ended? Do you think he has something to do with it? <laughs> Yes. Okay, right. <laughs> but beware, just, listeners. If you're dating a Kanye stan, just be careful, okay? Heartbreak and 808s on my right. Hey. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I guess kind of go to a more lighthearted topic um, than Kanye. Uh, who knows? But yeah, than Kanye, Kanye's latest outburst. Um, it is obviously September. If you live in Edmonton, things are getting damn cold. Um, and Pia you want to talk about how we prep for winter yeah okay so uh i was scrolling through facebook at 3 a.m as one does sometimes on friday nights or basically every night of the week and i saw that some of my friends had been sharing um 
Medium articles or I think even an Atlantic article about how people are really worried about how quarantine is going to be over winter. Obviously, in other places in the world, they're more fortunate in the sense that there's less snow and cold. But here in Edmonton, Alberta, oh my goodness, uh, it gets down to like minus 40 pretty re- like pretty often. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not advisable to be in enclosed spaces with a really huge bubble of people, especially, you know, where we are at the where we are at with the pandemic in the sense that um, there's a lot of cases in Edmonton, especially. So I just wanted to talk about what y'all are planning to do or your thoughts about uh, mental health and how to take care of yourself and activities to do over winter uh, now that it's coming up because it's better to be prepped um, and have stuff you know you want to do than to to just really get into that uh, not prepared. So what are you, what are you guys, uh, what are y'all doing to prepare yourself for winter? What do you plan to do? To be honest, like I, I don't have a plan. I've never had a plan this pandemic. I've just been kind of taking things as they go. Um, literally until you brought it up, I'd never, I hadn't actually really thought about that. The fact that, um, you know, winter, first of all, does anyone here like winter? Is anyone who is anyone love here? That's your favorite season? Love winter. Favorite season. Snow is my favorite, like one of my favorite things, which is like really contentious in this province to say, yeah. but I, I really do love winter. So I'm like. Okay. So you actually look forward to I'm it. I'm a little sad. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's, I don't understand. <laughs> don't put this, do, do not put this in the podcast. I'm about to make a joke. Okay. It's so funny that the one white person. I was going to say. <laughs> ah, coincidence. I was going to say. Coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say three of us have tropical blood. We can't say that. Like, <laughs> yeah, Mitchell. I, I don't like phrase it that way. Something about winter is so appealing. <laughs> like, while the rest of us are literally getting depression <laughs> from the lack of vitamin D, we are getting anyway, depression. Anyway, anyway, that's my aside. <laughs> well, lack of vitamin D is such a real thing, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Respect. I never thought about that. Yeah. How am I getting ready for winter? Um. I think it's just hard, obviously, with COVID because you don't know, you know, what's going to be open, what you can do, even in terms of activities. And although, like you said, Pia, like Edmonton cases are going, cases are going up here. Um, And, you know, it might come to a place in a month where things are closing back down again. Like I know I heard in Ontario, they already started closing some schools again because of, uh, because of cases. I I honestly don't even know what I'm going to do for winter. I, I plan, I think I'm just going to hunker down more so, um, but I just hate winter. So I would do that most years. Yeah. Kadra, what about you? I too, like, plan, like Tom, do not necessarily have a plan. I don't know. I know my mom's getting our chimney cleaned out so we can have fires. What a wholesome <laughs> activity. That's, That's nice. Yeah. The, like, seven years that we've lived in this house, we've never <laughs> used it, but she wants to start using it so i guess quarantine things you know um but i don't know i was thinking like maybe i can take up skating again i've been doing a lot of roller skating this summer so maybe that will translate to ice skating i don't know <laughs> they're building a rink near my house so i feel like outdoor activities are safe <laughs> yeah absolutely like that's a really good Outdoor activities in the winter, especially, I feel it's a pretty safe thing to, that you could do with your bubble and with Steam your extended friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, actually, I was going to mention, uh, my partner is a little bit of a schemer, loves to do things like 
that can earn a quick buck or um, just just simple scheming things. And lately, when we hang out, we have been going on Facebook Marketplace and picking up a bunch of really cheap cross-country skis because it's a really easy thing to do with a large group of people. It's pretty safe. A lot of people are selling them right about now for pretty cheap. And once it gets to winter and a bunch of people figure out, hey, I want a cross-country ski. She's going to sell some of them. Uh, like a little bit uh, more oh. expensive. Don't take this from us, okay? I'm, I'm sharing this <laughs> in confidence with us and our listeners, right? So um, anyway, uh, so that's what we're kind of planning to do is cross-country skiing. I recently picked up embroidering, and um, oh, yeah. I think that I, I'm one of those people who really likes to do a task where I put on headphones, listen to jazz music, maybe some Dave Brubeck, for like hours and sit still and do something like a fine motor task. So I think I'm going to embroider and I think I'm going to build mechanical keyboards because I'm that person now. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I'm interested in doing. Maybe playing some games. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Are there any hobbies you think you're going to pick up or try? I know that uh, you said that a lot of you have said that you're not planning anything in specific, but now that we're talking about it and you're thinking yeah. about it, yeah i just gotta say pia your your plan sounds like a christmas special this is fantastic <laughs> just you like jazz music playing in the background pia embroidering um scamming people online this sounds, <laughs> sounds okay. not um, scamming people but okay, no, no, yeah, yeah. scheming it's a scheme scheme, okay. <laughs> scheme, scheme. Yeah, very big scheme difference. not a scam there's a difference <laughs> um, it's also not mine it's it, it's hers so it's okay yeah I don't know. I think like literally a couple of days ago, I bought a harmonica and I, Ooh. Uh, I think I'm going to start doing that, but Ooh. Um, probably pick that up. Cause I think it's, it's good to have portable instruments, you know? Okay. Piano man, pop off. That's what I'm hearing <laughs> at a staff meeting one day. <laughs> what about oh, you, Mitchell? Mitchell lover of winter. That's a great question. Um, yeah. I mean, I like, I used to really love skiing growing up. So I would love to do more of that. Um, I did hear a rumor, I'm going to double check this, but the journal actually did a story on how ski hills are preparing to like open for pandemic. And they said that, uh, yeah, I have a pull up now. They said that they're going to try and make snow tubing come back in a few places. Would love to try snow tubing down a ski hill. That sounds like a good time. Um, but I think my biggest thing is I just like, like hiking in the winter. Like I really like just like being outside and just seeing like nature in the winter. So I, I, I could be like a big nerd for that, like going somewhere for a weekend, just seeing everywhere, everything like encased in snow and ice. Love that. Um, I can't skate for shit though. Gotta be, gotta be real. Um, can't do that. I would, I, I will watch Kadra do that from the sidelines. That's all I, I'm like, <laughs> hockey, mm-mm, mm-mm, oh. not happening. <laughs> You're I think not a hockey boy? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the Herda. one like middle. <laughs> I'm one of like the one middle class kids on the south side that whose parents weren't like, let's try and train you to be an oiler, an Oilers player. Um, so blessed. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all my plans. I think like, yeah. Oh, speaking of events that happen over the cold snap, though, I'm a, I'm gonna transition into this. Um, Cuffing season, y'all. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh Pia's getting ready. All right. <laughs> well, I don't know if I have very much to say right now because I'm in a relationship, so I'm okay. But that uh, is cuff. <laughs> um. <laughs> so cuffing season. I don't think I've ever really participated in it. But do you think? Do you guys think that it'll be like a big deal this year? 
When does cuffing season officially begin? Like, is it, is it like hunting know. season where there's just like, a day where you can all go out? Oh my god! I'm just asking questions. <laughs> I'm just asking <laughs> questions. Does anyone know more about this than I do? I just feel like, am I wrong? Am I right that it's it's now cuffing season or almost? You're it's you're correct. Is. Yeah, I I had a whole conversation actually about this in my first year because I didn't know what it was, and this whole one of my tables in French 101 was really obsessed with it and. It's yeah, I would say it starts like fall. The way someone Yo, put it right. is like someone was like, summer's your time to just like go wild and then fall and winter's your time to like gain stability. Oh definitely. And I, was, like, yeah. I was like 18 and I was like, mm-hmm, let's be sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually looking yeah. it up on, on Merriam Webster. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know, I did not expect this. But like what is cuffing season? And they're like cuffing season refers to a period of time where single people begin looking for short-term partnerships to pass the colder months of the year. Cuffing season usually begins in October and lasts until just after Valentine's Day. Oh, get ready, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but cuffing oh season my is God. upon us. Damn. Once, once it's sweater weather and everyone starts listening to the song Sweater Weather, that's how you know cuffing season has begun. Sweater Weather, the ultimate song. By the neighborhood? Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate song so is good. horny Do and lonely any... at the same time. <laughs> I've never heard it so perfectly described before. Oh my That's goodness. Oh my God. Do you fantastic. do any of you are you, any of you thinking of participating in cuffing season? Don't have to participate. Any tips and tricks for the listeners, you know? Damn. You know, honestly, up until now, I thought cuffing season was a state of mind more than a time of year. Um, <laughs> I, I really didn't know there was actually a specific season for doing this. I thought it was just you wake up and you're like, yo, it's time for me to get out there. <laughs> Do you think that the season of love from Rent was like a also a specific? Ooh, I like that <laughs> <a> mindset. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I'm really gonna. How do you cuff someone over Zoom? I've <laughs> I've seen people talk about it, but like, how do you do that virtually? I don't know how you do it. You slide in their DMs, I guess, during class, and then your prof gets the transcript of the chat after class. I do want to preface <laughs> that when you send a Zoom message to somebody, the host can see the, 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 the transcript. Yeah. So if anyone's trying to slide in on Zoom, which I still think is a oh. power move, and you should do it vicariously so I can live through you. But um, it's hard. A lot of chats, they don't let you chat anybody except for everyone and, um, and the host. So just you have to be real public them. about it. Just to let the whole class see it. Like, yo, damn, you're looking good today. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I have a story about that. In my oh, sister's yes, bio why? thirty class. Bio thirty high school. High school yeah, class. Yeah. Oh. And I was like talking to some girl. He was like, "You look real cozy over there." And the teacher was like, "Please stop." Like, <laughs> the whole class. Oh. Like he was out here shooting a shot with video, with audio, in front of the whole class. Wait, audio? He said it out loud. Yeah, in front of the whole class. He was like. Girl, you're looking real comfy over there. And I was like, my t-shirt was like, please, please stop. Stop. It's <laughs> <laughs> high school. What do you expect? Like <laughs> I respect, I respect Damn. it. Respect. Nah, that's what happens. It's been six Honestly. months alone. Exactly. They're all horny. They're horny, cute. horny and lonely, am I right? <laughs> like the neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> Mitchell, oh. I, uh, Mitchell looks pensive, viewers, uh, or oh. listeners, sorry. Uh, do you have perhaps a trick or a story about cuffing season? I was going to say, if any of the viewers try that, please let us know. If you, if you, I, but honestly, I, my biggest advice would be, don't be scared to do a Zoom DM. To be honest, if someone did that, I would live for it. Um, 
and I feel like my other tips and tricks are just like just like don't be scared to just shoot your shot at any given moment like someone recommended to me the other day if you want to make friends if you're on like the face the u of a's like facebook page just friend people in the comments that have similar ideas and i was like that's so bold but also i have a lot of respect for that kind of courage um Mm. so i'll do that or you know do the classic cuffing move get tinder um Uh, and now Tinder's international. Uh, it was international during the first few months of quarantine. I think it still is. Uh, get your heart broken by someone from around the world. Do it. Yeah, someone in a different time cool. zone. Yeah. I thought I thought that the point of Tinder was that you're supposed to try to actually actively steal their body. Not Tinder, sorry. Cuffing season. The point of uh-huh. cuffing season is to actively steal someone's body heat over the winter. Oh, oh, it's a survival tactic. Oh. I had no. Yeah. Idea. I'm actually learning so much right now. I had no Uh-oh. idea. Oh my god! I, I learned this from uh, like recently, but yeah, the whole point of cuffing season and the reason why people want to settle down for winter is so that they can. I like to say that every relationship has a source and a sink, and if you're a sink, you gotta find a source. You know what I mean? Oh my! <laughs> it's it's just what it is. I, uh, are we like living on a frontier? Why do people need body heat this badly? Like- <laughs> The handy thing about having a partner during the pandemic is you just have a person to do things with that isn't someone that you're living with, or uh, I guess some people live with their partners, but it's just, that's another nice thing, especially during the pandemic, is that you just have, like, a perpetual, like, road trip buddy, or just, like, because I can't hang out with the girls at the Black Dog and drink tequila shots and get a pizza at the at steel wheels anymore like i have to hang Mm. out with just my roommates or my partner and that's another handy thing about having a partner i suppose cadra tips tricks Mm. or uh uh are you gonna get cuffed up yeah are you gonna get cuffed up uh i'm uh uh who me no (laughs) um Probably not. I don't know. I don't Have know. I mentioned that Kadra uh, actually saved my house from a house fire and she rescued my cat from a tree? And uh, Kadra is also. Uh, that also. Uh, what for you? Thanks for letting me borrow the Lamborghini last week, Kadra. <laughs> that really helped me out. Um. Thanks you for know. that. Ba- Thanks for that extra kidney. It's working uh, <laughs> real well. That orphanage you built? Damn, looks good. <laughs> Looking nice. Oh yeah, my God, um, stop! You guys are embarrassing me. That's that's Kadra Ahmed. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, hit me up on Instagram. It's uh, Twitter. <laughs> Zoom in the Zoom DMs. <laughs> my Zoom DMs. If you're in her bio class, let her know. <laughs> and you can see no. if you have chemistry. Oh, oh, Pia, Pia, make it stop! Make it stop! <laughs> She's here all week, yo. Good <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> stuff. All right. Oh, all Should right, we so, transition yeah. into the last one? Yeah, I think, I think on the topic of Zoom, Kadra, you a story. <laughs> yes. So I was scrolling Twitter the other day, and I came across a post from user at Colin Madlab. And so he's, he starts without any context, just talking about how there's a professor in his faculty who can't can't get like those fun zoom backgrounds to work for him and so he goes on to talk about how they give him all these suggestions like oh it's your lighting it's your background and then they 
they, they actually do a Zoom call with him, and he disappears into his backgrounds. And that's because he is a dark-skinned black man, dun, and dun, dun, Zoom dun. does not have the facial recognition data to pick up his features. And I was mad about it because, you know, my one, my one like <laughs> characteristic redeeming quality is that I'm a, a science major but an arts minor, and so it just really highlighted to me like the importance of really like. You know, like, we, we think that, like, STEM is just numbers or it's just facts, but, like, when you think of it that way, things like this happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I, I didn't read it, but I saw there was an article linked in the thread about how, like, why algorithms still struggle to recognize black faces. Yeah. Yeah. And so it seems like this might even be, like, a wider issue uh, than just this. Yeah, one. like, I've... I read articles about someone who did a test of like Apple's face recognition and they had two Asian women who don't really look alike and yet it picked them up as the same person because mm. there's just like there's not enough data and like it reminds me like I was doing um, an article for work about like how the U of A has like this whole like research of the intersection of gender which tries to like do like more intersectional research but she was telling me that like the reason these things happen is because the prime like testing like person is a white male yeah. and so that's like why these things happen even with like seatbelts she said like seatbelts are tested on like white men only so are they really safe for everyone hmm? i thought they were tested on those dummies i know well i guess the dummies are based on a white man i don't know she just... <laughs> they look they look white to me no, oh kadra <laughs> hot takes hot 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 yeah I'm not wrong <laughs> Yeah, that is that is that is an interesting thing though, like about how I guess white skin is often considered the default. Like I know I like I guess for the listener, like I'm black, um, but uh, I think I was 16 when I found out that band aids are supposed to be your skin color. Oh, like no one had explained that to me. Like I just oh. I just I never realized like oh, like oh the reason band aids are this color because it's supposed to blend in. I just I just bought band aids and then someone told me like oh you can get black band aids. I think more so in the states. I haven't really seen them here. But it, it's interesting, like, and like, or for example, like the crayon, like the kind of the white colored crayon used to be called the flesh crayon for a really long time. Um, my friend has a really funny picture from like grade 10 because he's like Ethiopian, but it's like him holding the crayon <laughs> against his skin and it says flesh, but obviously it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> radically different shade from him. Um, but I think this is, yeah. this is like an example of that. Yeah. Dang. That's accurate. Like, I, I think about this a lot because like for for the viewers i'm a philosophy minor um and my major is in oh, political science so. watch out <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> pop off mitchell pop off someone likes thinking okay <laughs> um but no i think i like a lot of what i study um in my personal time is like what we take as the norm and i just think i i think it's really hard to ever have a, a like i think when you set out with a goal to be like we're just gonna have like this norm for what a person is regardless of like what project it's for you're inevitably going to exclude people. And I don't really get why white people like, like myself don't get that. Like why they don't like, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I've, I've been in a lot of rooms, especially like as a kid who grew up on Southside Edmonton and like a middle-class neighborhood where like I was in a lot of rooms where there weren't that many people of color, but also like, I feel like you should take a cognizant effort if you are white to change that or at least take note of it. Like, Especially if you're someone who's, like, designing an app that's supposed to be universally used. Like, it just seems really... 
it seems like it should be basically the end of the day, and I think it's really sad that it's still not, though, and I think there's a lot of reasons why that is. Yeah. I think it is... I'm almost impressed with how much more I learn every single day that systems are built to be anti-Black. It's like people are not intentional with even graphic design or um, everything from Zoom not allowing black or not showing black folks properly on virtual backgrounds to obviously the bigger systemic issues at play i'm just i'm i'm at the threshold between like astonished and amazed and like really disgusted by the fact that this is a problem at all um but yeah kadra i really it really struck me when you talked about why it's important that science has like is like influenced and um reinforced by uh just like ethics and more arts-based things uh i just wanted to give you some space to talk about that a little bit more though as like a bio major women and gender studies minor like what do you i just can you unpack that a little bit for us mm-hmm. as like a resident expert or even why why you chose that combination yeah, yeah yeah right the pressure okay well um honestly going into like university i had like it was a very, like, I call it my white feminist phase, where, like, it was very surface level, like, girl power, like, this is embarrassing, but the reason I took my first women and genders class is because of Hillary Clinton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I really looked up to her at the time before I actually, like, learned a little bit more, but, um, I just feel like for me in, like, sciences, like, I think Tom can attest it because you're also a bio student, yeah. like, at the ground field, it is a diverse, like, classroom, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there are still, like, lots of people of color who are taking these classes, but you move up to upper faculty. Like, yeah. I took a lot of cell biology, and I did a lot of research in cell biology. Every prof was a white man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And so, like, But speaking, Even speaking to, like, the diversity in bio, like, I think right now, the majority of bio students are female, right? Just mm-hmm. on the undergraduate. Well, I, I, even from my experience, a lot of my classes, it was a lot of females. So hopefully that changes, yeah. I guess, in the future with those people, you know, moving on into masters and PhDs. And yeah, you know. and that's true. That's the other point. Like I think that a lot of like when we think of women and genders or like incorporating more of a social justice angle or whatever to sciences, it's a lot of like STEM, like women in STEM. Like, but like to me, that's just like the surface basis because you mm-hmm. can be a woman in STEM, but because these processes are like put forth and they've been like cultivated by white men like you can still be a woman scientist and still you know perpetuate like racist science and so I like I think a lot of people focus on like putting more people into STEM but that's just like the beginning of like really incorporating like more of like or really putting STEM back into like the real world right because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's probably women who worked on Zoom and yet this is still a problem, right? Like yeah. it's not just putting women into STEM, it's putting like people of color specifically into STEM, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think what really scares me about this in specific is uh I'm a really big AI nerd actually. I don't study computer science at the university, but I know quite a bit about like um machine learning and those kind of algorithms. And to think that you know, AI is really complex. The fact that we can build, learn, like for, for listeners who aren't completely 
aware of what machine learning is, to try to summarize it in just a couple of sentences. Machine learning is when we can program a robot to think for itself in the sense that it learns from previous experience and it learns from the experience of other models. So given that, <clears throat> we can really create a Terminator, uh, honestly. Um, <laughs> like that, that, that's like kind of the worst, that's the kind of worst outcome from machine learning, but we, like, society has advanced so far that we can make machine learning models, but we can't figure out that maybe black people want to show up on virtual backgrounds. Like, I, it's just, like, insane to me that we can, we are sending man to the moon. We have, we sent them to the moon in the 60s, and we still can't figure this out. Um, and yeah, Kadra, to kind of echo what you're saying in terms of people and representation in these fields, I think I agree with you that it needs to be more, but I also think that yeah, it's, it just sucks that it has to be people who actually think about these things. Because honestly, to take a lot of white folks at their best when they're in these positions, it's just because they have never had to think about Yeah, it. I never forget I'm a person of color. I never forget. I just, I'm constantly, I, I, I find myself remembering at some points. You know what I mean? Like, I just mm -hmm. remember um, when the coronavirus started hitting and I started getting people like being weird to me at the grocery store and walking huge right. like um, circles around uh, me as an Asian woman and not the white people around them like it's just like you kind of remember that you're a person of color and white people just don't have to do that so um, right. yeah definitely need that representation yeah, and that's kind of why, like, I love my women and genders, like, minors, because because I feel like sometimes you walk into, like, a bio class, and even, like, my other, like, fellow people of color, we just, for, like, you kind of, like, don't feel like, you forget that you are a person of color, because, like, it's just numbers, it's just facts, but mm -hmm. it's not, these things go on to live in the real world, like, science does not exist in a vacuum, and the thing about science is that, like, it is a big player in like the world like it's a some people will call it like a moral entrepreneur i just read my social textbook but like mm. it affects so much decisions and stuff and so like to not have like a zoom background is a small thing it's a small thing but yeah. like it just it's a way to show that like we're not thinking of people of color when we're making like these new technologies you yeah know? like it's a small thing which is indicative of like a much larger problem yeah. mm -hmm. which is i guess even the fact that I, I think I don't know if, if Pia said it or Kadra said it, but just like even if, if you had a black person in the room when you were designing this algorithm, that's probably the kind of thing they would have caught, you know. And I, I don't know what the makeup is of Zoom's programmers, but I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a good way to end it and um, bring an end to the first episode of. Well, I guess this is episode zero. I don't know about episode one, but uh, the tester episode <laughs> of the Gateways Propaganda Hour. Um, so I don't know, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, this is just going to be just a weekly opportunity for us to, to catch up, talk, um, you know, talk about the headlines, um, let you, the listener, uh, get a little peek into what's going on in our brains and our lives. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's going to be a fun time. So, uh, yeah, welcome, uh, welcome and goodbye. Everyone want to say bye? See you. Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right, everybody. Avidison. <laughs> All right, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye.